Hello and welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Monday, February the 8th edition. I'm Ben and here with me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey Ben, uh, feeling the after effects of the Super Bowl, I must say, not the index's finest hour. Were you surprised? Yes, uh, very surprised. Luckily, out here on the West Coast, I was able to turn it off by about six and salvage the rest of the evening because, yeah, that was just, oh, God, not a fun game to watch uh, from our perspective. Uh, I should have turned it off after the weekend, Uh, but uh, yeah, quite a halftime. Maybe before that. Yeah, maybe before. I don't know if I would have missed much if I hadn't seen that. Wouldn't have missed anything if I hadn't seen the game. Yeah, uh, tough loss for the index, no doubt. Um, didn't see that one coming. Not that surprised that the Bucks won in the end, but very surprised that the defending champs look so outclassed. You know, if I had one thing to be negative about, I did think the officiating early on was very heavily in, in Tampa Bay's favor. They were calling a lot of those PIs uh, kind of really close, uh, I think, couple of the commentators at halftime suggested that the officials really need to keep the hankies in the pocket unless it's egregious. Uh, And I felt the same way, clearly going against Kansas City on that one. But when you lose 31 to nine, you can't point the finger at the officials only. Uh, Tampa Bay dominates, especially in the second half. Mahomes really looked beat up. Uh, They put a lot more pressure on on him than, uh, than we had factored in. Uh, I think the loss of Eric Fisher actually uh, turned out to be a much bigger loss uh, than we had thought. So hats off. What's that? Number seven for Brady. Uh, Incredible. Uh, More than any team combined. I think he passed the Steelers and the Patriots last night. So one man has won more Super Bowl trophies than any other team. Uh, And it just no end in sight seems to be going on and on and on. Uh, So Glad to leave that one in our rear view. Moving over to back to round ball. We we did have a winning week last week, so let's see if we can pick up from where we left off, shall we? Yeah, I don't mind uh, scooting right past that game and moving right back into basketball. Uh, so, yeah, we can go ahead and uh, get started with today's slate of games. Uh, and we'll start with Houston at Charlotte. Rockets are 11-11 and on the season. Hornets 11 and 13 overall. Uh, their last game, I think, was pushed to the second half of the season. Uh, not quite a COVID cancellation, but didn't play their last game. So the line on this one is Houston by three and a half on the road. What do you see here? The last time we had Houston in one of our top three, I think we used the line Houston. We have a problem to describe how dysfunctional the Rockets were. But I have to say, Steven Silas has circled the wagons. They've really pulled together, even without James Harden, maybe because they have no James Harden, because that seemed to be the source of a lot of the dysfunction early on. Uh, Houston's a different team. They're actually 7-2 and two in their last nine games, and they've gotten back to 500 at 11-11 and 11 and back into playoff comp, uh, contention. And the addition of Victor Oladipo has really worked out well, as he's teamed up in the backcourt with John Wall. So it gives Houston probably one of the more dynamic backcourts in in the whole league right now. And perhaps the most surprising thing is that the new-look Rockets are actually playing defense. Can you believe it? Defense being played in Houston. Gone are the shootouts 
of the Mike D'Antoni days. And the Rockets now rank sixth in the league in scoring and fourth in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage on defense. So kind of amazing transformation going on there in Houston under Silas. I think you got to give him a lot of credit for keeping this ship afloat. Uh, Rockets are going to be without Christian Wood tonight. Uh, knock on Christian Wood. Uh, as, as you pointed out the other day, he did suffer an ankle injury in Thursday's game against Memphis. Uh, that's 22 points and 10.2 rebounds that won't be in the lineup. So that's a big void. But when Wood missed three games earlier this year uh, in late January, uh, Silas was able to rally the team once again, and they went 3-0 and without him. Um, the Houston defense should match up well tonight against an inconsistent Charlotte offense. Uh, while the Hornets did put up 119 points yesterday, it was against the Wizards. And uh, the Wizards right now are playing defense that maybe made Houston's defense of years past actually look pretty tough. I, there's just no defense being played by the Wiz at all right now. But on uh, one significant note for Charlotte was the play of LaMelo Ball. I don't know if you've been watching him lately, Ben. Uh, he's really, really good. I think much better than uh, a lot of us thought coming in. And he's actually shooting the ball now, too. Uh, he had 19 points yesterday. But again, that's against the Wiz. This Houston team definitely looks a lot tougher, especially on the defensive side of things. Um, on the season, uh, the Hornets, as we said, have been inconsistent on the offensive side. Uh, and even with yesterday's outburst, they come in ranked just 21st in the league in scoring and 22nd in field goal percentage. So those numbers do not stack up well against this Rockets D. Rockets come into this one 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six road games, so they've definitely been tough away from Houston. And the Hornets uh, historically have not played well against the Rockets in recent years, 1-4-2 against the spread in their last seven versus Houston. So even on the road, laying some points, uh, we like the Rockets here um, to play tough tonight, uh, keep that inconsistent D, uh, offense on the Charlotte side on, in check, and come out with a, an ATS win. We're going to take the Rockets minus the points. Okay. Yeah, you know, I've seen uh, LaMelo, the, they seem to love him on the highlight show, so I always see him. But uh, is he actually playing good outside of this kind of highlight plays? Yeah, he's uh, yesterday he really uh, hit a couple deep threes, uh, which has been the knock on him. We know he can pass the ball, um, but you just kind of wonder if he's another Ricky Rubio. But he seems to be more than Ricky Rubio. Uh, if he can keep that shot going, it's 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 a little funky looking, a um, little Lonzo-ish. So you wonder about the consistency over time. But right now, um, he's he's playing very, very well. So... I think he's moved back into the rookie of the year uh, chatter, probably along with James Wiseman. So uh, we'll have to see how he progresses uh, for the remainder of the season. But I think early returns very positive. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on now to our second game, we've got Minnesota at Dallas. T Wolves are six and seventeen overall this season. Mavericks ten and fourteen now uh, after beating the Warriors yesterday. Line on this one is Mavericks by nine and a half at home. What do you think about this one? 
Yeah, it's been a rough start for Rick Carlisle's team, as we've talked about in recent weeks. But the Mavs finally showed some fight uh, against Golden State, as you said, that 134-132 shootout win uh, was much needed by Dallas. Uh, They did allow Steph to go off. He had 57 points. But Luka was right there with him, uh, countered with 42 of his own, and he added 11 assists and seven rebounds. Um, You know, most importantly, uh, it avenged a 31-point loss to that same Golden State team just two nights before uh, on the same court. That was a real embarrassment. So that was a really good bounce-back win for Carlisle and uh, snapped an 11-game, or pardon me, six-game, home losing streak for the Mavs. So kind of typified the struggles, but a good win and hopefully looking for brighter things tonight against Minnesota. Timing looks to be very good. Uh, Minnesota just gave up 83 points in the first half alone against Oklahoma City on Saturday. That is not against an offense that is known for being very prolific. Uh, The T-Wolves have been playing Without D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and to a lesser extent, Jarrett Culver. Uh, The latter two are going to be out for at least through uh, mid-February. The Anthony Towns uh, loss, really, really difficult uh, to uh, digest for uh, Flip Saunders' team. Uh, Russell is also considered questionable for tonight. Uh, He's got a quad injury. So those absences are a big reason that Minnesota comes in ranked only 27th in scoring and 28th in both field goal percentage and three-point percentage. Uh, Without those three players, they just are having real trouble finding ways to get uh, the ball in the basket. So with the T-Wolves struggling on the offensive end, Dallas looking much better Uh, following that Golden State win. Uh, We look for Dallas to take advantage tonight. T-Wolves are just 1-7 against the spread in their last eight versus the Mavericks. So this has not been a good matchup. Uh, And even with uh, Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup, they've struggled against the Mavs. And the Mavs are 5-2 against the spread in their last seven following a win. Wins have been hard to come by, but they've been able to patch together some pretty good games after them. Uh, We look uh, toward them coming off that win against the Warriors uh, to follow up. They need as many victories and impressive victories as they can get right now. Minnesota seems to to lend itself very nicely to a follow-up game against uh, after that Golden State win. So we're going to take Dallas tonight minus the points at home. Okay. Kind of a surprising win, uh, I think, for Dallas last night. I'm looking at the box score here. Uh, hard to survive a 3-for-15 night shooting for Tim Hardaway Jr., but I guess Doncic's 42 was enough. And they got a pretty decent game out of Porzingis. Uh, I think the unicorn is is the key. You know you're going to get great games out of Luka. Um, Hardaway, yeah, that, he's going to be hit or miss, no doubt. But I think they need a more steady presence from Porzingis. Got a pretty good game out of him last night. Um, He should play tonight. He hasn't been playing a lot of back-to-backs, but he should be in the lineup tonight. And I think 
if they can get that kind of support, you know, Luca can't do it all. He does need help. So he can get some good support out of Porzingis and uh, maybe Hardaway improve a little on that shooting, which he can definitely do. Uh, mm-hmm. Should be a pretty easy win tonight for the Mavs. Yeah. Yeah. Plus 18 for Doncic in 38 minutes. That is pretty impressive. Well, that's why he's, uh, he was in the early MVP talk. I don't know if he is in it anymore uh, after the rough start by the Mavs, but no doubt he can still put up a lot of impressive numbers. Yes. Uh, that's a good segue for our third game. We've got a couple of guys who are still in the MVP talks uh, with Giannis and Jokic. We've got Milwaukee at Denver. Bucks are 15-8 and eight overall this season. Nuggets are 12-10 and 10 so far this year. And the line on this one is Bucks by four on the road. What do you think about this one? Yeah, these are two bona fide uh, MVP candidates. Of course, the one, Giannis, is two-time reigning MVP. So no question he can win the award. And the one who wants to win it this year, Jokic, uh, continues to put up numbers that uh, suggest he may do it. Although I think LeBron is probably still the front runner and certainly the sentimental pick. Um, Both guys come in playing at a very high level right now. Uh, Giannis is leading the team only in scoring, rebounding, and assists. I don't think he can do any better than that. Um, And Jokic coming off a career-high 50 points on Saturday, and that was just six days after tying his career-high with 47. Um, So... He's scoring, he's uh, he's swishing and dishing, as our friend Clyde would like to say. Um, the Nuggets definitely need all this output and more from him uh, because they're dealing with a host of injuries, including Gary Harris, P.J. Dozier, uh, Facundo Campazzo, and most importantly, Jamal Murray. Uh, Murray's still questionable tonight. He's got a balking knee, uh, which should mean probably more minutes for rookies Marcus Howard and R.J. Hampton. Kind of been a trend in the league this year. A lot of guys getting minutes that you've never really heard of uh, because of COVID issues and various other injury issues. Uh, the Bucks are much healthier uh, and come in riding a four-game winning streak. But historically, they've hit a speed bump in Denver. In fact, they're just 9-40 all-time versus the Nuggets in mile high. Uh, and that includes some, some ugly ATS losses, and they're just 6-14-1 ATS in their last 21 versus the Nuggets in Denver. Uh, they're also only 3-4 and four against Western Conference opponents. So true measuring stick for the East is when you go up against the West, they have not played uh, exceptionally well. And Denver has played well against the East so far. They come into this one uh, three and one straight up. Uh, Denver also has continued to shoot the ball well this year. Despite the injuries, they come in ranked third in scoring, sixth in uh, three-point percentage. Um, They should also be able to take advantage of a Bucks D, which has had trouble guarding the three this year. Uh, they're ranked just 24th uh, against uh, shooters from beyond the arc. Uh, Michael Malone's team scored 114 in a loss against Sacramento on Saturday. And although it was a loss, it's a good sign for the Nuggets when they are scoring at a pretty high clip. 
They come into this one six and two against the spread in their last eight after scoring more than 100 points in the previous game. So we're going to look for Malone's team to bounce back here from that Sacramento loss. Milwaukee starting a road trip out west uh, runs into a traditional roadblock in Denver where they have not had very good luck in their history. We're going to take the nuggets and the points in this one. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hard to argue with that history. Yeah, no, I, I, a lot of teams go to Denver and it, it run into uh, problems in the second half because of that thin air. So no surprise there that that Milwaukee uh, has had the similar problems. But uh, definitely looking forward to Giannis versus Jokic on this one, uh, expecting mm-hmm. a lot of overs in the point totals. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, real home, home court advantage for the Nuggets there. So I like them getting the points at home. Yeah. All right, you got us a, a prop for today? Well, yes, I think I've got a player that I like in Warriors Spurs. Uh, I think can expect the Warriors to bounce back tonight, and I think they're going to do it uh, not necessarily all in the scoring column. So I am looking uh, for Draymond Green. Uh, he is set at 14.5 rebounds and assists. I like the over on that. He also has a seven and a half assists, and I like the over on that as well. So, yeah, look for Draymond Green to have a big game, uh, not necessarily in the scoring column, though. I like it. Uh, you know, I watched uh, Draymond the other night uh, in the Dallas game, not the one that they lost, but the one that they beat the Mavs by 31, and very impressed by the energy that Draymond still plays with, even though that's a team that uh, will be very fortunate to get into the playoffs this year, but they're, they're over 500 right now. So uh, it's, it's not uh, beyond reason, reasoning, thinking that they can make it. And he's just playing at a really high clip, not scoring, but rebounding and assists. As you said, looking at the point total tonight, um, that's games at 232 and a half. Uh, That is one of the highest. Let's see. That's the third highest Mm -hmm. uh, on the board tonight. So, uh, should be a lot of scoring and a lot of dishing on Draymond's part. And, yeah, again, without Wiseman in the lineup, he's going to be expected to carry the load on the rebounding end too. So is um, um, Looney still out? I believe so. Hold on, let me check. Yeah, he is. Okay. So, yeah, no doubt uh, that's going to fall on Draymond's shoulders to carry the load on the board. So I like that. Sounds like a good one. Well, yeah, looking forward to tonight's schedule. Hopefully uh, three, maybe four winners in there. So that would be nice. That would be nice. As we said, we finished last week uh, with uh, a winning week. Uh, Friday we went two and one. So that secured a winning week for us. So let's start off Monday hopefully on our way to another winning week. Got the Super Bowl in our rear view, focused fully on basketball and hockey Mm -hmm. uh, and golf and uh, auto racing. We've got the Bush Clash tomorrow, so you'll have to come and check out uh, the Dunkel Index uh, numbers for that. Uh, We're going to be doing NASCAR again this year um, and English Premier League. So got a ton of stuff at the website, dunkelindex.com, and... Appreciate everybody listening uh, to the podcast this week. Yeah. 
100% agreed with that. So uh, we'll be back later this week uh, with just another basketball podcast. Sounds good, Ben. Have a great day. All right. See ya.